morning, good morning, everybody. Hi, my name is Latasha Martin. If this is your first time watching me on live stream, I just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Each morning we give a motivational moment that's based on biblical truth. So if you are joining us on Facebook, I hope that you've made your way over to connect, collaborate, create, and join the group. But if you're watching me somewhere else, no worries. If you're on YouTube, I'd love for you to subscribe and follow so you can get an alert each time we go live because there's more stuff that happens sometimes on YouTube than other areas. But anyways, let me jump into our message for today. It's called the cheat code. So if you can like, share, and tag someone that you think could benefit from a motivational moment this morning, I would appreciate you sharing and tagging someone in this live stream. So dear God, we thank you so much for bringing us together, Lord. We thank you, God, for just reminding us that it is not about who we think we are, but it's who you have created us to be and who you say that we are, Lord, that should be the biggest voice that we hear in our coming and our going. Lord God, I pray today that as I'm sharing this word, that you are glorified and magnified um, through the scriptures that you are showing me today to share with others as an encouragement. Dear God, I pray that if anyone is going through anything right now that has them listening to imposter syndrome or negative thoughts that people have put on them so much that they have now accepted and behaved based on that versus what you say they are. I pray that that, that curse or that 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 stronghold is, is broken today, dear God, not because of their confidence in their own abilities, but their confidence of who they are in Christ. And so Lord, we thank you for bringing us together one more day in your son's name, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So good morning, good morning. If you are joining, please over in the comment area, let me know who you are and where you're watching from. Like I said yesterday, I'm trying to pay more attention to the comments because what happens is I get into this zone and in my flow. Hey, good morning, Frank. And then I don't even stop. So today I wanna make sure that I'm acknowledging people. So today's topic is called the cheat code. And so this is like one of those topics that I was like praying to God, how am I going to bring this together so that it encourages other people? And so what God was reminding me of is there is so many times that we believe things about ourselves that just are not true. And we believe those things because of situations or interactions that we have with people. But let me just show you how sometimes that could just, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it makes sense when you're looking at somebody else, but it's so clear for yourself. You're just not realizing what you are reacting and responding to. So I don't know if you've ever been at a function or a gathering or you've observed little kids or even someone that you're related to and you see them in a certain environment or in a certain crowd and you're like, that is not the Latasha that I know. I know sometimes that happens on live stream. People will see people on their online or they're speaking in front of crowds and they'll say, oh my gosh, they'll have an interaction with that person and say, that's not the person that I thought they were. And even maybe with yourself, I know when I first met my husband many, many years ago, one of the things that I learned through coaching and counseling was, is that my protection when I was around people that I didn't know and I felt uncomfortable was to be really goofy and like, just just out of my element. But when you talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, you might say like, who is this? And I remember when we were talking on the phone once, he's like, are you okay? Are you good? I'm like, yes, I'm good. I'm okay. And he's like, cause you're so serious. And so when I thought about that and I was reflecting and preparing for today, I said, well, those are, you know, simple examples, but then let me ask you this. If someone walked up to you and you believe some things to be true about yourself and started to speak something else about who they saw in you, how do you respond to that? 
I know for myself, it's really difficult for me to accept compliments or when people say things about me that are, are positive, even if they're true. It's just really uncomfortable for that. But I think where I see often right now people falling into this trap is they're not necessarily responding to the good things, but they're responding and reacting to what people might say is feedback for you, right? Anybody ever said that? Like, I want to give you some feedback or I want to give you some information. And really what I'm realizing today, if we want to walk in the authority of Christ, we need to start saying some things and doing some things that are different. But how do we get there? How do we get there? So this this is what I, I was hearing from God this morning. What he reminded me of is we become more of whatever we spend time around. We become more of whatever we spend the most time around. So when you'll see people who are, when you'll hear that term, birds of a feather flock together, no matter how much you think you can resist it, no matter how smart you are, People typically don't want to go through life feeling uncomfortable with no reason. So what they will do is they will assimilate or they'll move away. They'll assimilate with the group that they're in or they'll move away. And then if they stay in that group, either people are going to go to where you are or you're going to connect and actually become more of what they are. You might say, well, Latasha, how could that be true? That's not necessarily true. And, and it is. Because whatever we spend the most time around, you you may not even realize the changes that have happened in you that had you assimilate to more of what you're around. And so then the second thing that God was showing me this morning is we become what we truly believe about ourselves. So you'll ever notice how you'll see a lot of people right now saying they've got these vision boards or they'll say these affirmation statements to little kids and they'll say every morning, say, you are beautiful, you are smart, you are intelligent. And they have them read this whole list of affirmations from a small age, hoping that they will believe what they're saying and what they don't realize is that there's a missing piece in that. You see, an affirmation that's just spoken is just spoken and you might even recite it. But then the question is, what other things are you doing to support what you say to that person or you tell that young person to do every day? And so even though I think that is a powerful exercise, what God is showing me today is, is that some of us, as we become older, we become creatures of habit, of whatever those habits are, whether they're good habits or bad habits. And sometimes we need our own cheat code. But you might be saying, well, why is she saying a cheat code? Well, I looked it up because a cheat code in the video game world is actually a code where you put it in the machine if you're playing a game and you want to move along faster or you want your character to respond a certain way. You put in what they call these cheat codes. And so you copy it, you put it into the system, and then that character be behaves a different way. Sometimes the cheat code can actually move you to new levels. Sometimes the cheat code can just have you do different attributes. And so when I was reading these scriptures this morning and I was thinking about what I was going to share, and at first I was going to name this, who am I? But then I realized, nope, as believers, some of us need a cheat code. And why do we need these cheat codes? We need these cheat codes because we are not showing up as the best version of who God would have us to be. Because what we have become is this creature of habit, and we've been focusing more on Good Morning Idolin on what we believe about ourselves, or we have these affirmation statements that are not backed up to scripture. So they don't even allow us to be the fullness of who God created us to be. 
And so when it comes to cheat codes, I want to talk to you about, well, what is the process on how you have the cheat codes that are most powerful for you to be the best version of who God created you to be. Good morning, Shannon. And what God was showing me in this idea of the cheat code is step one is write down your personal struggles. Like I really want you to take time to grab a piece of paper and I'm in trainer mode because I have to train this morning. Grab a piece of paper and write down some struggles, whether people say you're not smart or even some things about your self-image. Maybe you think you're too big, too small. Write down whatever you think your struggles are. And even in the things, the areas that you might think you shine, I want you to write some of those things down too. Because today, when we talk about our cheat codes, we want to back them up to scripture. We don't even want to think so highly of ourselves beyond where God has taken us. We want to be real clear about what our cheat code formula for success needs to be. So the first thing is to write down things. But this is what I also know. And it's it's so crazy. When I used to do this exercise or this, this training class called Strength Finders, I would ask people to write down a whole bunch of things that you think you're really good at. And people will struggle with the things they're good at. And then you'd say, write down things you need to improve on. And the list could go on and on and on and on. So I want you to write that list out. And then after you write that list out, what I want you to think about is when I look at this list, what are the things that can cause me to have imposter syndrome? So for example, I will acknowledge often, I am not a very strong writer. Now I say that because I don't even care about getting better. What I've learned is it's better for me to write down my thoughts and then to partner with people like the Shannons of the world who are gifted writers or, or my daughter actually, who's a great proofreader. And I work with them because I realize that they're strong here and I'm not strong there. And there's all this data about trying to always improve in your weakness, but that's not where we're going today. The thing is, I want you to write those things down. And when you write them down on the piece of paper, I want you to think about if I was to think of all these things that I wrote on this piece of paper, where has it caused struggles for me? So for example, I go back to the example of I'm not a strong writer, don't even try to get better. But as a corporate trainer, often I had to write on whiteboards or I would have to, even in this space, I have to create these PowerPoint presentations or slides. And what would happen is when I wasn't understanding who I was with my cheat code, I would get stumped up if a person would say, you spelled that word wrong, Latasha. And it would just like trip me up and take me on a tangent because it was like a trigger of an insecurity. And then I would be writing papers. And I even remember when I was in graduate school, even undergrad, you know, I was uh, in engineering. So you didn't have to write as technically good with whatever, what it, but it was still a struggle for me. And I struggled hard to write and I spent all this time struggling. And what I realized is, is that me focusing on that was messing me up from the missional things that God wanted me to do. So what do I do now? I recognize that I am a part of the body of Christ. So I wrote that down and I said, but God, I need you to give me wisdom. Like it talks about in James when I'm faced in situations so that I don't struggle with that. So the first step in the cheat code is you want to write down all your struggles, what you believe about yourself. Then you want to examine that list. Now, this is where it gets really cool. After you examine that list, what I want you to literally do, because some people know the scripture and some don't. I want you to then, for any of those things that you spend the most time focusing on, 
I want you to actually put in, what does God say about this? So let's just say you're a person that feels really lonely right now. And you might say, I don't have any friends. And then you need to say, Google, well, what does scripture say about having friends? And what I love when I was looking at this idea of the cheat code for me is it helped me then in the beginning, I have this cheat code and I write the scriptures down. But then you start to get into situations that might trigger you and you say, no, 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 no. I can't be triggered by that because just like in the video game, when you need help, you refer to your cheat code. So let's walk through an exercise of what it might look like for you or what it looked like for me. So one of the things that I would struggle with sometimes when I would put together events and I would try to do things and people wouldn't show up and I'd be like, dad, like maybe I care too much or I love too hard. And what I had to realize is, is that in order to give love, I had to believe that I am loved. And I even went through an exercise where I'm like, do I really feel like people love me? And then I was like, well, who do I need to know really, really always loves me? I have to remember that God loves me. And so I might go and have my first cheat code say, I am loved, which comes out of Roman 8, 38 through 39. And it says right here, it gives an example. It says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us, separate me. Sometimes we have to put ourselves in here, separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So again, if someone was to say to you, you're not loved or they don't love you like that, you have to remember that it don't matter if they love me, God loves me. No matter what the scenario and situation is, I know that God loves me. And if I know that God loves me and he is for me, that is what I need to fix my focus on. I can't worry about these other things. Well, you might be saying, well, Latasha, that's easier said than done because maybe I think I'm loved, but it's not the love that I think I need. And what I realize is, is that sometimes we have expectations of others that how we demonstrate behaviors and they don't reciprocate those back to us. Then we get frustrated with them because we say they don't love us because they don't do for us what I do for them. And what I realized, and I think Shannon, you're actually doing a love challenge. There's all different types of ways to show love. And you'll get messed up if you keep expecting others to do for you what you want if you're not even self-aware to know how you need love or how you like love to be shown. So that's one cheat code. If you struggle with this area about people loving you or not loving you. The second one is, is that when people will sit and talk about their situations and circumstances, and often when people talk about their situations and circumstances or placements or generational curses, they'll put it in the legacy of their actual family. And what they forget is, is that when you receive Jesus in your life, you are now a part of a different type of family and your legacy or your your lineage or your 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 bloodline or where you are coming from is actually now you need to step into a new position and say I'm no longer just a child walking around the world or I have all these generational curses you need to go to a scripture like Romans 8:17 and says now if we are children then we are heirs heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ 
if indeed we share in his suffering in order the, that we may also share in his glory. So again, when we look at this from the perspective of people keep saying, well, she acts that way because her mama act like that and her grandma act like that and her sisters and brothers act like that. And you struggle with reacting and responding to these curses that people want to put on you because of who you are physically have bloodlines to. I need to remind somebody this morning that in your cheat code, you might have to say, it doesn't matter what my mama did. It doesn't matter what my daddy did. It doesn't matter what my sisters and brothers do. Because even though I might have that bloodline, I also have to know that the blood of Christ, when he set, when he went on a cross, that poured out grace and it connected me to a different kind of family. And so no longer am I going to be tripped up on what you say is a generational curse because I know that I am a part of a royal family and I am an heir to the king of all kings and the king of kings and the lord of lords and so what that will help you do is that when you're in those situations they say mm, you connected to that you need to go to your cheat code in romans 8 17 and say that's what they say but what do i know and then another area is even when we look at the things like i explained before i'm not a strong writer what God had to show me is, is that Latasha, you might not be, a, oh, let me even use a better example. Yesterday, I went to visit one of my clients because we had to do something for her. And I walked into her office building and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful space. And I said, this is not my ministry. This is not my anointing. I'm not good at decorating. If you come to my house, it looks like a college kid's house because I'm just, that's just not my gifting. I said, but what I could do is I could have built this space out because I understand what my strength is and that each one of us have a role. And we I don't get tripped up on the fact that that's not my strength. But what I also have to remember when it comes to how I approach work or how I do things in other areas, I still have to say to myself that I am not only just connected to royal royal a royal priesthood, I also have the ability to remind myself that I am made in the image of God. And so I can't focus on what I think I can't do because I know if I have a little talk with Jesus and that if I'm shown up in the image of God, that I can remember Genesis 1, 27, where it says, so God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And so I can't sit up here and say what I'm not good at and what I wish I was better in, because if I remind myself that I'm made in the image of Christ, when I insult myself, I'm insulting my creator. Did you hear that? When you insult yourself, you are insulting your creator. Give me a number one if that resonated with you just a little bit because you're like, oh, I guess I better stop saying that I was stupid or I was this and I was that because when you talk about yourself, if you're made in the image of Christ, then you are talking about the creator who created you. And then the final thing, which I think is really important right now, as we are still in the midst of this pandemic, and there's so many of us that are in isolation and solitude. And even when I was watching the intro this morning, which by the way, y'all like the new intro. <laughs> um, I was looking at the intro and I was thinking about how I would enjoy teaching live classes or facilitating live events or just going through things like I always did. And, and we might miss people. And through this pandemic, what God has really blessed me and open my eyes to is 
is not only am I a friend of God, but he is showing me that I have friends that I didn't even realize that are friends who will pour into me, check in on me, or I could check in on them. But we have to remind ourselves when it talks about a friendship, that's not something we should take lightly. I know people will say, well, I have a lot of acquaintances. I don't have a lot of friends. Well, the word also says that in order to have friends, you need to make yourself friendly. So that might be one area that I know I have to check myself on often. But when we say we are a friend to God, that is a friend unlike any other. When we say we are a friend of God, God loved us so much that he went to the cross. Like he would do anything for us. And so the scriptural reference I want you to remind yourself of, if you feel like you're lonely and you feel like you don't have any friends, is John 15, 15. It says, I no longer call you servants. This is Jesus talking to the disciples because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. And what he also reminds the the, the, um, disciples of as Jesus is talking to them, he also says, and you will do greater things. And so think about that. Jesus is actually calling out in the word of God that we are his friends and think about that level of friendship. And then what I want to challenge you with when it comes into the cheat code, are you able to allow yourself to be vulnerable, to be a friend to others like Jesus is a friend to us? You see, sometimes we get tripped up in our emotions because we think in order for me to be friends, I'm always flexing. I'm always being available. And friendship looks different. It looks different. It's more than a title. A friend is a person that you can call and be like, hey, I'm going through this. And they sincerely will hear from you and will do the things that the word of God says in the attributes of friendship. And we got to remember that. And friendship does not always mean we're going to get along. We're always going to agree. Friendship looks different. Actually, I would say friendships are sometimes uncomfortable because a real friend is going to go there with you when you're doing things outside of your purpose that you've articulated to them. And they're going to hold you accountable and they might say some things that don't connect or lay on you well. Anybody ever had an ouch moment with a friend? Give me a number two. You're like, I thought that was my friend, but then they went and said this, that, this, and another. Now there's a difference with people being authentic and and honest with you than them just always picking, picking, picking. That's different. But a true friend, a friend like Jesus says, think about it. Even Jesus in his relationships with the disciples, he kept it honest. He didn't just say what the disciples wanted him to say. He didn't just say to people as he was performing miracles, anything that they wanted. Jesus was different in that. And so again, when we think about this whole concept of a cheat code, I know that it can bless you. It really can bless you, but you need to go through those processes so that when you are going through your struggles, and even when you are so high up on your bridges, you still need to give God the same level of activating those cheat codes when you're on a hilltop or if you're in a valley. Because we don't want to go beyond and become arrogant in who we are because we know that everything we have and all that we are is because of God, not because of our own strength. 
And so we have to keep that in check when we create these cheat codes. So I hope that this word blesses you today. I hope that this gives you a formula. If you are struggling right now with imposter syndrome, um, oh, look at that. Shannon cracks me up. Let me show her thing. She said, I appreciate my friends. They give me ouch moments. Um, you know, I hope that this encourages you today so that you can be better, not because of what Latasha says, but because of the cheat code that the word of God provides for us. So I pray today that you go into this word, that you go back into these scriptures. These are just some examples from my cheat code. You can create your own cheat code if you follow that three-step process. I promise you that God will not leave you or forsake you. It may be uncomfortable. It may be uncomfortable, but I encourage you to still do it because we know in that, discur in that, in that discomfort, change can truly happen. And so, God, we thank you today for bringing us together, reminding us of the importance of the word of God and how that can be our guidebook for the cheat code so that we can be the best version that you created us to be, that we no longer shrink or get too arrogant in all situations, reminding ourselves that if we are made in the image of God, that we need to demonstrate your characteristics in our behaviors, in our words, in our actions, and in all the things that we're doing, God. I know that it can be a difficult process. Process, but I still pray, Lord, today that you encourage somebody to go in and see what thus saith the word in the word of God. I pray that no one makes this exercise more complicated than it needs to be, dear God. Your word is not complicated. Your instruction is not complicated. And your love is definitely not complicated. And so, dear God, I pray that if people don't even know where to begin or they don't even have the time, they're so overwhelmed to hear from you. I pray that they just go somewhere quietly and just call out your name and just say, Jesus, help me right now. God, help me right now. And that the name of Jesus is powerful enough to slow down their minds, to be receptive to all that you want to do with us and through us so that you are glorified and magnified in this thing called life. Lord, we thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and God bless. Have a great day, everybody. Love you so much and I'll see you again tomorrow.